on the next episode of Louder Than a Riot, how a law meant to control the mob changed the mixtape game forever. Gangsta Grills is the biggest thing arguably ever in the mixtape's history. Don't tell me that what we're doing is wrong. Listen now to Louder Than a Riot, the podcast from NPR Music. From NPR Music, it's All Songs Considered. I'm Bob Boylan. So every month, the NPR Music staff gets passionate about a group of songs and a group of albums. And on this edition of All Songs Considered, we present our favorites from the month that has just passed. So let's kick off the best of October. Hey, I'm Stephanie Fernandez, contributor to NPR Music and Alt Latino. This month, I have been so stoked about Gene Dawson's album, Pixel Bath. Gene is a 24-year-old musician from Southern California, and he's operating on so many levels on this album. It's even more experimental than anything we've heard from him before, blending glitchy digital aesthetics with acoustic interludes and spiritual iconography. And it's all in service of this really powerful statement about the constant struggle between boyhood and its precariousness. We've said on NPR before that his music challenges masculinity, particularly masculinity in African-American and Mexican culture that informed his bicultural upbringing. And it's heavy. He grapples with heavy themes like the specter of death, often at the hands of the police and gun violence. And yet he tempers that heaviness with this playfulness and this joy that removes power from those fears without simplifying or dismissing them. This is one of my favorites off Pixel Bath, the first track, Devilish. Young man with the bad thought doesn't go far, it just sits right here. My old man was a jack boy with the black mask, and I'm just like him. I don't like all the bright lights when I ride by, I creep. Got a blank face in my right hand, like my dad's hand. When I lose my shit, say free. The monster underneath your bed, nigga, that's me.
Hey y'all, it's Lars Gottrich. I'm a writer, producer, and editor for NPR Music. Touche Amore has always been that hardcore band that gets a little better with each album. The songs are tighter, the hooks more anthemic, the lyrics more searching. Once a youthful pursuit, Touche Amore has aged with time. Lament, the band's fifth album, considers that wisdom, however broken, and offers 11 songs that leave you grasping for the mic, desperate to scream your solidarity. Every song in here is great, but guest vocalist Julian Baker really makes the song Reminders pop.
Hi, I'm Marissa LaRusso. I'm a writer and editor for NPR Music, and my favorite album of October was Wendy Eisenberg's Auto. I first heard Wendy's music when they played in a loud, mathy, and now defunct punk band called Birthing Hips, but they're an astoundingly skilled guitarist who's been trained in a variety of styles. They've released improvisational work, quiet art songs, and then played in bands, too. What draws me to this album is how Wendy combines that exacting technical knowledge with a pop sensibility and really vulnerable lyrics about working through trauma and trying to shape the narrative of your life. The song Futures is a good example of this. It's about the breakup of one of their bands, and it feels both full of anger and a desire to find something on the other side of it. The music of Wendy Eisenberg. The song is called Futures. We're going to take a little break. We'll be back with the best of October. You're listening to All Songs Considered from NPR Music. This message comes from NPR sponsor BetterHelp, a truly affordable online counseling service. Fill out a questionnaire online and get matched with a licensed counselor best suited to your mental health needs. Whether it's depression, anxiety, or trauma, BetterHelp will help you overcome what stands in the way of your happiness. Learn more at BetterHelp.com and get 10% off your first month with promo code SONGS. BetterHelp. Get help. Anytime. Anywhere. It's All Songs Considered. I'm Bob Boyland. We present 
the best of October where the NPR music staff chooses their favorite songs or albums for the month. And let's continue with the best of October. Ann Powers, critic and correspondent for NPR Music here, to tell you about my favorite album of October 2020. It's called Autonomy, and it's by Nashville singer-songwriter Stephanie Lambring. Sometimes an album just hits you like a gut punch, and that's what happened to me with this record. A friend texted me the week it came out and said, have you heard of this artist, Stephanie Lambring? I hadn't, so I found the record online, and I started listening. The first song I heard was Joy of Jesus, which is about how the good of religion can be poisoned by ignorance and hate. The second was called Pretty, and it, it's about a girl who gets called fat as a kid and, and never stops carrying around those insults. <laughs> well, I was literally weeping by the end of that second song. I mean, the songs just cut to the emotional truth, and that is what happens on every track on this record. There are so many great singer-songwriters here in Nashville, but few who take as many risks emotionally as Lambrig does on autonomy. Few have the capacity to do it the way she does. Her voice has that mix of vulnerable and comforting that helps you really hear her lyrics. And flat out, she is one of the best lyricists I've heard in a long time. I have have to say, I've, I've cried every time I've listened to this album. I need that catharsis right now. Maybe you do too. Here's Joy of Jesus from Autonomy by Stephanie Lambring. He called her a slut just because she was singing about one night love. So she looked him up, said Trump pins 2016, conservative Christian, you could hear him just laughing. Did your daddy not give you enough attention? You're just a whore, but Jesus is Lord. Don't you want his forgiveness? Jesus 
cannot empathize with all our weakness for we do not have a high priest who cannot empathize with all our weakness and that is the joy of Jesus is that the joy is that the joy What's up, y'all? It's Bobby Carter, producer for The Tiny Desk. And my favorite album of October is by Xavier Omar, and the album's called If You Feel. Um, I've known Xavier to occupy that emo space in R&B, not too high and not too low. But with this new album, he really, really flexes range. And not just vocally, he has some super diverse production choices. Um, in the past, he's done a lot of work with producer Sango, but this time around, he opened it up to other producers with beautiful results. If You Feel is concise and is sequenced perfectly with great love songs. And it's without question his best project to date. It's my favorite album of October. Let's listen to the first track, The Tone Setter. It's called Find Me. I know you've heard it All the things I could say To make you feel wanted You're more than worth it Baby, let me remind you again My love is for you Here, 
Myself too much as if you negate your love. I need to wake my trust. Hi, I'm Soraya, a producer at NPR Music. I just discovered this band from Johannesburg, South Africa called Spaza. They released a self-titled debut album last year that I totally missed, but I'm glad to have found their October release, a documentary film called Uprise, all about the June 1976 Soweto uprising, which was a turning point in the fight against apartheid after a peaceful student protest erupted into a bloody clash with police. Now, this music was recorded in 2016 in just three days during a scoring workshop for the film. The band improvised, watching only fragments of footage projected on a wall in the living room where they recorded. The result was an unconventional, free, spirit-filled musical adventure that sounds exactly right for today. The opening song starts with a bow, pulling long, lamenting low notes across the strings of an upright bass. It's haunting but soothing, and when the diaphanous voices and layers of sound blend in, I think of the burdensome weight of 2020 in a healing kind of way. The music on this entire album is inspiring and intentional and just really beautiful. This is Bantu Education.
was a project to keep black people uneducated, undereducated, and basically just um, a preparation for the labor market. That's all we were good for. So that reality of connecting the unequal education with what was intended for our future was really what riled us up. They were putting our minds in a box. And all you were taught was that your ancestors sold the land to the white people for a mirror or a knife. This thing about knives is not the truth. But this is not for examination, it's for your life. They were putting our minds in a box. Hello there, I'm Tom Heisinga from NPR Music. Say, are you a night owl? Well, the French pianist Bertrand Chamaillou admits to being one, and his new album, which I really love a lot, is all about the night and those mysterious spaces between falling asleep and barely awake. It's called Good Night, with an exclamation point. And um, on the album, Chamaillou rummages through some very dusty corners of the repertoire to find some obscure lullabies including ones from Leos Janacek, Sergei Lyapunov, and the super-neglected female French composer Melanie Bonny. But there's a brand new piece on the album, too, written by Bryce Dessner, perhaps best known as a member of the rock band The National. And it's a lovely, simple little piece he wrote for his own son, named Octave. So here is Song for Octave, played by Bertrand Chamaillou from his album Good Night. And just a little bit of warning... This could just help you drift off. Much better than Ambien.
That's beautiful. Hope you enjoyed the uh, best of October from NPR Music. It was quite a wild ride, ending on some nice calm. There's more information on the All Songs Considered site. I'm Bob Boylan for NPR Music. It's All Songs Considered. <laughs>